podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And we're coming off draft weekend, and uh, everybody is is not quite as excited as they are for most drafts, right? Because we only had four selections. But uh, what do we do with those four selections, and are they going to help the team? And uh, what free agents did we sign, and how are they going to help the team if they make the team? Well, that's what we're here to talk about. How are you, Lewis? I am... Fine, Mike, fine. You know, not like you mentioned, not as excited as we normally are coming out of a draft. But you know what? We had a lot of excitement early on in free agency. So, you know, it is what it is. You yeah, gotta, I mean, you, you've got you, you've to add, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill to the draft process, right? Because, of course. you know, you had to pay for him and that's, that's how it goes. Yep. So, I mean, if you look at it, you know, you got Tyreek Hill and then you've got the four draft picks that we selected and, um, and that's what you roll with. You know, it's, you know, it's that simple. Um, you gotta love it. You know, the fact that in free agency, we just did such a great job, you know, the trade for Tyreek Hill hopefully works out as well. And, um, you know, some of these guys that we drafted work out as well. So you know, it is what it is. But, you know, as you're watching the Jets pick all of these guys and they, Ooh, they yeah, they, you know, they, they killed it. I mean, you know, you never really know until you know, in other words, a year two, three down the road. But, you know, based on the quality of athletes they selected, it seems like they did very well. Absolutely. I mean, you know, when you look at them, you're like, wow, you know, they got, they got some players. The thing is this, is that, you know, it, as you look at the Jets, you know, they, they usually don't do very smart things. You know, the difference in this year's draft, you know, as I looked at it, they drafted some pretty, pretty solid football players and they had a lot of draft picks. You know, we, they weren't able to go out and, and get Debo Samuel and some other guys. They were trying to get Tyreek Hill as well. So, I mean, this is the trade-off. You know, they had picks to select rookies and um, we have Tyreek Hill. So it is what it is. You know, but looking at that, you know, again, it still bothered you. You're like, damn it, man. It would have been nice to have this guy. It would have been nice to have the running back that they selected, so on and so forth. But, um, you know, we'll see how it all, you know, it all unravels when when they start playing football come September. And, um, you know, chips will fall where they may. And we should probably add, you know, we finally have what we hope to be a solution for our left tackle position as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. You know, that's important. Yep. All right. So round three, pick 102, which was at the very bottom of the the, uh, third round. 
we selected uh, linebacker Channing Tindall from Georgia. Uh, what a great defense they had uh, last year. Loaded. Yep. Yep. Now, he wasn't a starter, but he's, he's 6'2", 230, runs a 4.4740. Has some strengths. He plays his role inside the scheme, which is important. Consistent to find his way to the football. Maintains a wide base and squared pads when attacking gaps. Adequate sideline-to-sideline speed, which is important for us. We need some speed on the defense. He's also very good on special teams. He's a four-phase special teams player. Uh, Some of his weaknesses are he loses sight lines on the play from the middle. Uh, I think as he learns to read his keys, that probably won't happen nearly as much. Uh, He does run himself into pursuit traffic at times. Fails to recognize misdirection in the passing game. And uh, one of the uh, NFC scouting directors said, you know, he's an underrated player. He deserves more accolades as a player. But with so many guys in that front, he gets forgotten a little bit. Right. Yeah. Very deep defense, Georgia. And, um, you know. They were were incredible. They were incredible. They had a lot of really good football players. Um, So, you know, when you look at it, from that point of view and the fact that, you know, they just had a ton of talent in front of them. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, may very well surprise and develop into an extremely good football player. He just had better players in front of him. You know, the fact that he was probably the fastest linebacker in this year's draft says a lot. I mean, we, we need some speed, as you mentioned, especially at that linebacker position. And, um, you know, I think this guy's job is going to be to basically spy some quarterbacks in the yep. AFC, you know, guy Josh Allen specifically. And, you know, you, you look at him and you, you know, you, you look at him and you can say, well, you know, this is a guy that can definitely get that job done. He's got the speed to do it and he's got the abilities. So we'll see. Maybe they just simply drafted him for that reason, you know, to spy quarterbacks and to, um, you know, to chase from sideline to sideline. Well, I think eventually he's going to take Robert's job. It's just a matter of when. Right. Well, we hope for that, right? Yeah. That's what the hope is. Exactly. Exactly. You know, listen, we've seen a ton of third round picks become successful in the NFL. And um, this guy has that capability. I'm excited about this pick. I like him. Yep. Me too. Uh, like, you know, we need speed on the defense, as I said, and mm-hmm. uh, he provides that. And that's, that's you know, that's going to help us because uh, we're not the fastest defense in the world, uh, you know, on the front. Exactly. So anyway, um, their next pick, round four, 125, was wide receiver Eric Zucanama. Zucanama, I think. Yeah, yeah, you you put an extra syllable in there. I yeah, think. what the hell? Another. But Mike, syllable why won't can't matter. we just have basic uh, basic names? John guys Smith, you know. <laughs> John Smith, John Smith, right? That's good. Yep. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Anyway, he went to Texas Tech. He's six two two oh nine. Runs a four five forty. Uh huh. His strengths. He's a uh, he was a big target and team captain. Uh, led his team in receiving all three seasons. Ability to widen release to avoid uh, press punch. That's good, right? Yeah. Foot quickness to snap off slants and hitches. Squares to throw and shifts body to protect the catch. High points catch with full extension and strong hands. Bodies up defenders during contested catches. So you get the idea. He's uh, he's 
almost a Parker clone. Whether or not he's as good as Parker, we'll see. But uh, he's mm. got some of the same traits. He does, right? Preston Williams too, right? Yep, yep. You know, he, you know, he's he's similar to Preston as well. Yeah, the difference is though this this guy plays. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Preston Williams played to some extent too. Not last year, but. The two years prior when he was on the field, he had, you know, yep. he had some decent football games for us. Uh, yeah, this guy has some size. Um, you know, he, he's worth a look, right? I mean, you know, past our, our main guys, you know, the, the big four, uh, you know, when you traded Parker, you, you got, you got kind of question marks, you know, in regard to depth on this football team at the receiver position. So, yeah, this is a guy that can definitely challenge I can definitely see him making the team, and I think he'd be a nice addition. Uh, you know, he, he could be pleasant. You know, he could be a pleasant surprise. And you know, Preston Williams has really got to be you know on his A game. You know, because the four guys, the three guys in front of him, I should say, it's not four. I don't know why I keep saying Parker's gone. It's three. Right. You know, the three starters are are really solid, solid, solid football players. So. There's only a few positions left, you know, in regard to the wide receiver or spots, I should say, in regard to the wide receiver position. So, you know, this this kid's going to have a good shot at making the football team. So uh, we'll see what happens. You know, hopefully. He's a lock to make the football team. You think so, huh? Of course. All right. Well, I hope so, Mike. They, they, don't, they don't cut early draft picks the first year. Very, they'd have to be really terrible. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, again. You know, we'll see. We've seen crazier stuff happen. And you're right. A fourth round pick should not even even be considered as a cut. You know, how many receivers did they keep last year? It was seven, right? Did they keep six? They kept six. six. They kept six. Okay. Well, I mean, basically, Bowden or Bowden, however you want to pronounce his name. How is his name pronounced? Bowden? Yeah, I don't know. I think Bowden. Well, anyway, long story short is is that, you know, it's going to come down to him and, you know, possibly Preston. I mean, you would think Preston would definitely be making the team and this yeah. kid, you know. I, I, You know what? They, they brought him back for a reason, Mike. I think that, you know, he looked overweight to me last year, Preston. Yeah, well, and, uh, that would make sense, right? He had a lot of time off. He just never got... You know, he never got off the ground last year for for one reason or another, even with all the injuries, you know, between Fuller being out and, you know, Parker missing games. You know, Preston just never stepped up. And, um, you know, they obviously see something in him because they re-signed him. You know, he they could have made him walk and say, you know what, we're done with you. But, you know, they brought him back for a reason. And um, so there's yeah, got to be something there. They'll cut him for a like. reason, too. And it might <laughs> yeah, be because exactly. they drafted this guy. So yeah. we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, Mike, like I said, past the three guys, you know, it's it's up for grabs there. You yep. know, I know that, you know, that Daniel's high on that, that kid we we signed from San Francisco. But, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, yep. special teams is going to come into play as well. And this kid plays special teams, obviously. So, We'll see what happens. His weaknesses, uh, he, he routes like expected polish of a three-year starter, uh, needs to sell the drive phase of his route, two uptight and intermediate breakpoints, upright, not uptight. And, <laughs> uptight. Uh, <yep. laughs> He's uptight on the football field, Mike. That's not a good thing. Well, it could be. 
uh, needs to play with better speed variants and easy catches can turn into focus drops. So he has some drops that he shouldn't have. So that's something he'll have to work on. Yep, absolutely. For sure. You know, I mean, again, you get a guy in the fourth round, you know, he's going to have some weaknesses. He's right. got to, he's got to be a little bit, you know, they got to polish him off, Mike, you know, exactly. Polish him up. Practice for a reason, right? Yep, exactly. So then it was a long time before we picked again. Around 7, 224, uh, we took outside linebacker Cameron Good. He went to Cal, 6'3", 240. His strengths are uh, clear eyes and focus on the ball carrier through the rep. Outstanding feel for sliding off the block to make tackles. Darts and side blockers to disrupt in the backfield. Agile and athletic in space. Instincts to dislodge and counter at the top of the rush. And uh, rangy with a quality closing burst to go get the quarterback. I like to hear that. Now, his weakness is Lou. He's smallish for a 3-4 outside linebacker. He plays with noticeable tightness in his ankles. Tries to cheat under the block and loses contain. Hits hard, but lacks desired stopping power as a tackler. Can get redirected out of the rush by uh, longer tackles. Guys probably with longer arms, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. I mean, 6'4", 240 pounds, he's a big guy. Yep. <laughs> I mean, he's big for an outside line. Yeah, I, I got mean, him at 6'3", but whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's still a big guy. He's he's pretty nice size. So, you know, again, you know, a lot, lot of rough edges that have to be, you know, polished off. Seventh round pick, you're getting rough edges. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. We'll see. You know, it, it's, you know, when, when you get into the seventh round, you know, you're taking the best available athletes, and I think that's what they did. And I like the fact that, you know, two out of the first three picks were linebackers because, you know, our linebacking crew, just not an awful lot of depth there. Right. Totally agree. Seventh round, pick 247. They went and they took quarterback Skylar Thompson from Kansas State. He's 6'2", 217, and runs a 4.940. His strengths there, he shows ability to work through his progressions, reads coverage on combo routes with timing, resets feet on the move to deliver from his platform, arm talent to make rollout and scramble throws with success, uh, delivers deep ball with adequate touch, maneuvers around the pocket and locates his target, won't take many unnecessary chances with the football, and uh, his weaknesses are he'll be a 25-year-old rookie, uh, very average passing production over his 40 starts, below average accuracy on drive throws, overstrides and sails the throw, forces receivers to break stride and work for the catch. Throws need to come out with better anticipation and missed chunks of time due to upper body, knee, and ankle injuries since 2020. Look, you know, you take a quarterback in the seventh round, what you're getting is obviously a seventh round quarterback, and it's a project. It's a guy that's probably not going to make the team. Um, right. Maybe he makes the practice squad if he's lucky, and they can develop him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they saw something in him. I mean, to take a quarterback because I'll obviously. Tell you, the, the tape I looked at did not look that bad. I mean, you know, but I didn't see enough to really form too solid of an opinion. But uh, he seems to have a decent arm, not not a, not a strong, strong arm, but his, his passes seem to have nice touchdown field. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's not afraid to throw deep, uh, which to me is important. 
Um, but you know, he didn't have the production that maybe you would have liked to see him have. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, again, he's a project. He's a project. Exactly. Again, another seventh round pick here. And you know, that that's, it's a simple, it's simple as that. I mean, you know, he's going to get some playing time in the preseason as all third string quarterbacks do, you know, maybe he shows them something, you know, you just never know. The quarterback position is just one that you just never know. You yeah, just Tom Brady know. can tell you about it. Tom Brady. There's, you know, there's been other, other quarterbacks that have done that as well in a lot of rounds. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I like the fact that, you know, they're taking a shot at him. Obviously they felt that he was the best available player still on the board. That's exactly what they felt. And they saw something in him. So we'll see going forward. You know, it's, you know, as as we're talking about these picks, Mike, you know, right after the third and fourth picks, we jump all the way to the seventh round. So it's really, really hard to get excited about seventh round picks, but you know, again, they took the best available players, I think, with both of these guys. And, you know, hopefully somehow, some kind of way, they wind up um, doing something for us. We're bringing something to the table in a trade somewhere down the line. Right. Or, you know, he he develops and becomes your backup. So, you know, you can say goodbye to Bridgewater, you know, a year or two from now or whoever they have in that position. Exactly. Yep. Maybe he comes along and he becomes a nice backup. Absolutely. Yep. All right. A backup you can win with, right? That's what you're looking for. Yes, absolutely. So they they signed a ton of free agents. Um, we can, we can talk about some of these guys. Um, you can talk about them. I mean, there's not a lot I know about. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> look, I haven't seen most of them play. I'm I'm going off scouting reports. Okay. Uh, so you know, we can, we can touch on it and you know just give some strengths and weaknesses like we've been doing. Okay. They took an edge guy, which is always nice for the defense. Joseph Carney Jr. from Illinois. Mm-hmm. As a senior, he registered 28 tackles, seven tackles for a loss, and five sacks in eight games. A return for a fifth year and started 12 games at outside linebacker. He registered 46 tackles, eight tackles for a loss, and six and a half sacks. He totaled 15 sacks for his career. So he's got a little bit of giddy up, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, says he has the pursuit skills to stay in the action. He anticipates the snap well. He's country strong and very physical. He seeks contact. Flashes strength at the point of attack with active, violent hand use. Forceful with his upper body to defeat blocks. And he's a strong hustle player. He's not an elite pass rusher and projects as a left end in a 4-3 defense. If he layers on more muscle, he might fit in a 3-4. Size, strength, and versatility should push him into the top 75 picks. That didn't happen. Challenges inside with quickness and strong hands. Run and chase defender who can leave a mark. Easily gains inside leverage by shooting gaps. His weaknesses. Stands up well against the run, but is very pursuit conscious and will take on needed wide angles. That's that's coaching right there. Uh, uncreative pass rusher who lacks counter moves, raw technique, streaky and slow to react. Lacks explosive speed to bend and flatten off the corner with stiff hips and ankles, not flexible or fluid. So that could be a problem. Has the initial burst off the snap, but only phone booth quickness overall and doesn't make as many plays behind the line of scrimmage as his ability to penetrate would indicate. Never out of a play, but can get out of control and work himself away from the action. So that's that's what they've got on, on uh, Joseph. Ben Still, another defensive lineman they uh, signed from Nebraska. 
He played with lean leverage against the run, tough for one man to move, sometimes double teams too. His strength up and down the line of scrimmage and quickness for his size make him a mid to late round target. Combine strength and footwork to fill holes as well. Recovers from cut blocks or falling on his way to make a tackle. High effort, thickly built defender with good strength and the leverage to create a pile. Locates the ball quickly and pursues with passion, showing good lateral agility while extending the play to the sideline. Uh, his weaknesses. Not a quick twitch player. Won't consistently threaten the edge. Few explosive qualities and lacks great initial burst or overall range for the position. Limited, predictable pass rush arsenal. Struggles to locate the ball at times and needs to do a better job with his read and react skills. Lacks the violent hands to shed and can be eliminated by double team blocks. They signed a receiver, uh, Tanner Connor, uh, from Idaho State. 6'3", 226, runs a 4'940". His strengths, remarkable size, speed athlete with extensive track background. He accelerates well into routes with the strong strides to build up speed on vertical patterns. Uses dynamic speed cuts to create passing windows, hyperfoot quickness to break, balance and change of direction at the stem. Fluid at the catch point with the uh, leaping skills. Better hands and catch point focus than expected. Fires out of the stance with jab steps and hand swipes to get by the jam. Able to take away pursuit angles after the catch when he turns on the jets. Worked hard to develop his body composition and add good weight. Couldn't do one rep of 225 on the bench when he started college. Now he can do 19 reps. At least that's a kid that works, right? Yep. His uh, weaknesses. Uh, dual sport athlete. Uh, he's never really been able to focus solely on football. Doesn't show nuance in his route running, rounding, and forecasting his path. Rigid through hips and knees at the stem and lacks sufficiency in and out of breaks. Late to recognize or react to coverages. Improv skills are lacking uh, when the quarterback breaks the pocket. Struggles with lateral balance, which shows when evading press. Tends to rely on his body to finish catches. I hate that. I I'm really hate that I, because <laughs> bad things happen when you catch with your body. Uh, needs to improve body position downfield at the catch point. Can be disrupted mid-route by physical defensive backs. So that's that's that on him. They signed DeAndre Johnson, a defensive end from Tennessee and uh, University of Miami. Uh, has average speed for the edge position. He flashes excellent body control, struggles to change direction effectively, but keeps his hips level with the ball carrier. First step is lacking, even when he times up the snap well. Fairly explosive athlete, above average upper body strength, has some push to his game. Good tackling ability, offers some upside as a run defender, not a great space defender. Motor is all right, doesn't tend to pursue plays to the boundary. He's always played a rotational role that limited his snap count, which has to bring to question, um, you know, his stamina. And they say he fits best in a rotational role as an edge rusher and uh, looks the part of fitting in a 3-4 and 4-3 front. He was asked to play both roles in the multiple front Miami defense last year and looked good in both roles. Either way, he's a situational player with limited upside. Uh, and they like him exactly where he went. Seventh round or a priority free agent. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? 
With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot and an even bigger payoff. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility rate restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And they say his lack of snaps is concerning. He never played over 350 in a single season at Tennessee. Teams understand that at best he will play a rotational role at the next level. That's really what we need. <laughs> we need some defensive linemen to rotate in and give the uh, you know top guys a break. Then he he has a chance if he if he performs. They took another defensive tackle, uh, Jordan Williams from Virginia Tech. He's 6'4", 291. Lower than offensive lineman on every short yardage play. Good agility and ability to change direction for his size. Rarely goes to the ground, showing good balance from his high school wrestling days. Strength gives ends a chance to twist inside and linebackers a free lane to the passer on blitzes. Played with good leverage, even on the nose, despite average bulk. Hustle defender with good bull rush inside that can close and get home when the quarterbacks leave the pocket. Big-bodied rusher with very good upper body strength. Strong and stout at the point of attack with the measurables to occupy multiple blockers. His weaknesses is he plays too high at times and gets carried downfield or, or put to the ground by better linemen when losing the leverage battle. Needs to keep his pad level low, pops upright, and plays too tall struggling to maintain leverage off the snap. Sees the ball well, but is stuck on blocks when, he- when his head's up. Does not shed and make plays often enough. Uh, hands can be much more violent when trying to gain control of the block. Does not hold his ground while facing a double team. First instinct is to roll away and make a play, which can create a large hole. Only average burst off the snap when directly over the ball and his initial pop leaves room to be desired. So, you know, he's a project like everybody else we're talking about here. Defensive back Elijah Hamilton was signed from Louisiana Tech. He's 6'1", 211, 4.5340. Not much really to say about him. They signed lineman Ty Clary from uh, Arkansas. He's 6'4", 315. Strengths, he plays with appropriate base and intelligence, instincts, and agility to seal the edge. He's aggressive, extending with power to punch, and looks comfortable in space. He's athletic enough to help on the nose tackle and pick up a twist or a late blitzer. Mare's quick interior rushers looks to help the center when uncovered. He anchors well and plays with a low center of gravity. Um, as weaknesses, he loses leverage battles and plays with a high pad level, can be laid off the snap. He's a short area blocker with limited range and doesn't consistently get to the second level. He will play on disciplined times, especially in space, lacks a finishing attitude. Cornerback Cater Kohu, Texas A&M Commerce, 5'10", 193, runs a 4.4840. Uh, he's played in at least 11 games every season since 2017 for the Lions. He finished with 24 total tackles and six pass breakups last year and earned an invite to the Hula Bowl. They signed punter Tommy Heatherly from FIU. He averaged 47.1 yards per punt. And uh, that's last year. And uh, 
Yeah, he figures to be a long shot to win the punting job uh, since the Dolphins have signed Thomas Morstead. They signed running back Sequandre Wright, six foot, 215, 4640. Runs with springing in his legs and uh, instantly bounced from gap to gap, sudden footwork to stop and start, and force off balance pursuit angles with his cutting skills. He's an urgent runner and plays full speed at all times. Regains his speed post-cut to pick up chunks quickly, flies through the holes, and runs with his lower body strength to slice through contact. Arm tackles are usually not going to get him down. Uh, his weakness is he's tall, tall he, you know, he has a taller stature, and runs upright into contact. Uh, he has below average vision, especially as an inside runner. He's impatient and undisciplined who doesn't allow things to develop because he keeps his foot on the gas pedal, quickly abandons the, uh, play, abandons the play design, and looks to bounce outside. So, you know, he's got to work on his discipline, and I'm sure they'll work with him on that. Uh, he's also had a little bit of a, um, a behavior problem. He's had some outbursts and uh, things that have gotten him in trouble a couple of times. So he's got to be disciplined, as I said. Offensive lineman Blaze Andrews. He's a uh, Minnesota 6'7", 308, runs a 4.8940. Uh, he grew up in Marshall, same hometown as Trey Lance, and was a three-sport letterman at Marshall High. He earned first-team All-State honors as a senior left tackle and was the number one rated recruit in the state. He was uh, courted by uh, national programs like Florida, Oklahoma, and others, but the chance to play in front of his family led him to Minnesota. Uh, he's an iron man for the Gophers and started every game over the last four seasons. That's impressive. Uh, starting multiple positions each year, and uh, played everything but center. He's a math major. I'll say, well, he understands angles and gets his hands involved to tie up defenders. His lower body lacks controlled movements, and he isn't a people mover or physical finisher at the point of attack, leading to some fit concerns. Overall, he's a smart, experienced veteran who works hard to uh, position his run-blocking fits, but his below-average contact balance lowers his NFL ceiling. They signed safety of her own McKinley III from Oregon. He's 5'10", 188. He's a productive safety who will create a classic matchup pitting traits versus the tape. In one corner, we have an undersized short-arm safety with average speed. In the other corner, we have a game tape highlighting McKinley's instincts, short area quickness, aggressive demeanor, and knows for making plays on the football. He's going to give way to some of the bigger bodies he'll encounter in the NFL, but he's a natural football player with an above-average feel for timing and angles. The traits could impact his draft slotting, but McKinley has the talent to make plays as a nickel safety. That's what we got, Lewis. All right. A lot. A lot of young kids coming in to, to try and win a job, you know, and a couple of them will. Well, you would hope so. Yeah. Right? That, that's you know, that's, that's the reasoning behind this, you know, the best 53 guys, maybe a few of these guys surprise, you know, Needham, yeah. Needham's done it. You know, Gaskins yeah. was a late draft pick. Preston Williams, agent. who you spoke about earlier. Preston Williams, right. There are guys that are on this roster right now, the Dolphin roster that, um, you know, we're rookie free agent signing. So they're, they're out there. It happens. You know, you, you, re, you read through these scouting reports, and it really makes me laugh sometimes because they'll list a strength and they'll list a weakness, and sometimes they're listing the same thing. It's contradictory. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. 
Very much so. So you can only take so much from the scouting reports. You really got to see the players play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously the coaches will get a chance to do that, and, and I'm sure have already done that. Um, what did you think of the draft and, and these signings as a whole? Do you think we helped the team? Well, I mean, it's really tough to say. You know, when you when you have number one and number two draft picks and you look at you look at the guys and their productivity in, in college football, yeah, you, know, you get a general idea of, you know, or you hope that, you know, they're gonna do the same thing at the NFL level. Uh, you know, when you're talking about third round picks and, and down from there, yeah, it it's really a crapshoot. It truly is. Um I think the linebacker that we drafted has an opportunity. And I think the wide receiver that we drafted in the fourth round, both have opportunities to, to make, not only make the team, but be productive. I think they were solid draft picks, you know, everything else that we discussed is, you know, again, it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's a real crapshoot there. Yeah, well, you look, know, you, you're you, go, you, you go into a team that has right now a pretty decent roster. It makes it a lot harder for those free agents to stick. Oh, you absolutely. Know, a couple yeah. of years ago when we didn't have a very deep roster, it was easier for Needham and some of the other guys to latch on. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is most of these guys aren't going to make it. Right. Exactly. It's going to be difficult. Yep. The roster's the roster's pretty solid at this point, so it'll be very difficult. Drew Rosenhaus uh, re- reported that the Dolphins have uh, shown some interest in um, defensive linemen, Akeem Hicks and uh, Carlos Dunlap. Right. Do you have any feeling about those guys? Yeah, because yeah, I doubt they'd be cheap. Well, I mean, Nix is 32 years old. Um, you know, that comes to mind. I mean, I don't want them throwing a ton of money at a 32-year-old player. I mean, he's a pretty solid football player. Dunlop is younger. He's a pretty good football player as well. I think he was hurt last year. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting that they are trying to get a little bit more depth at that defensive end position, uh, so to speak. Um, I think, you know, if if I was to choose, obviously, you know, it'd be Dunlap, you know, simply because he's a younger football player. But, um, yeah, I mean, hey, it's not our money. You know, if they're taking up a roster spot of somebody who's not going to be productive, then all the power to them, you know, get, get in there. It's a little bit concerning to me to some extent, you know, I think they're looking for some insurance policies, Uh huh. um, you know, opposite Agba. So, you know, that, you know, that in itself, I mean, I would think that, you know, with, with, I think Wagner's still out there. I don't think he signed yet. Right. The linebacker out of Seattle. I don't think anybody don't signed know. him. I'm not sure. I mean, you know, I, I would love to see them bring in a linebacker more so than another defensive end, but maybe they just feel that they need some more depth there. Yep. You know, it, it's experience it, depth because they got a lot of young people. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, hey, they'd be nice additions, one or the other. Um, you know, they, they, they should be able to help us if they so. sign one uh, or the if other. If they we'll sign them, I, I think they could be. Of some help, you know. You, you always wonder if the 32-year-old can make it through six games without getting hurt. Yep, absolutely. So anyway, That's that is it. what it is. But uh, did you get a chance to listen to uh, the um, interview, you know, with uh, Greer and uh, the coach? I did not. I did uh, not. It was pretty funny. 
McDaniel. It's pretty funny. Uh, but they seem, you know, they put on a, they put on a good face. Let's put it that way. You know, uh, at one point he makes a joke about Greer not thinking he's a good coach or something like that. But you know, just listening to him go back and forth was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to work well together. I honestly do. Uh, I think they're going to work well together because I think they're both intelligent and. As long as they don't let their egos get in the way, I think they can be successful. And I, I hope they are. And I, I have seen this last 11 months, I have seen an improvement in Greer. Uh, because, I, you know, we were going to do a show and roast him, uh, a few shows and roast him. And we did one, you know, recapping the, his drafts. And uh, we were going to do one recapping the free agents and, and go on and on with it. But. I just decided this is the wrong time because I really do think he has done well the last 11 months. Um, he took a roster that was pretty darn thin, and, and right now we're not nearly as thin. So he's got to get credit for that. And uh, we'll see what the results turn out to be. And that will be the determining factor. But uh, the, the moves he's made have been logical. And that's what you hope for. Now the question is, are they the right players? And that we'll find out. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. They, I mean, listen, the guys, the guys like the Cedric Wilsons, you know, those players are to me, um, the good moves, you know, a guy like him, I mean, Armstead, it's, you know, is a no brainer. I mean, everybody in the country, you know, there was us and there was a few other teams that said, you know, dolphins absolutely have to go and get this guy. I mean, it makes no sense for them not to. So, I mean, that's a no-brainer there. Um, you know, I can't, you know, did, did they get him here? Absolutely. So you give him credit as far as that goes. Now, you know, in the past, you know, you look at these things and, you know, you, you look at it and you say, hey, we did a lot of great things. But, you know, with the Tyreek Hill situation, if a lot of these players that were drafted in the first and second round become – equal or better than Tyreek Hill at his age, then you look at it and you say, well, paying a lot of money to a guy right now, and these guys are on rookie contracts and being just as productive. You know, I look at a guy like Jamar Chase last year as a perfect example of that. So, you know, before, on paper, everything looks great, but we've been down this road before. You know, Armstead's got to stay healthy. He's a he's a risk well, factor. The running backs are as well. So, you know, before we, you know, you before mentioned we, Chase though, Lewis. I want to throw out Waddle. You know, in fairness. Yes, absolutely. Right. Go ahead. And also, he he did spend the capital on a, a wide receiver, and Waddle had a good year. He did, but Mike, there are guys that you know in you know to. To, well, you know, to come back at you, you know, there are guys that were drafted a little bit later that were that were pretty damn good as well, you know, without trading and giving something up to move up but to four or five slots. What so. they're doing, Lewis, and it's very obvious, is they, they, they are becoming faster and they want these, you know, Hill and uh, Waddle to just take the top off of defenses. Of course, absolutely. You know? All I'm saying is, is that, and I'm not trying to be negative. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is, is we have to see, you know, once the season starts, you know, where we're at and what we're doing, you Absolutely. know, because you know, if, 
if things start to unravel early, and I think with the coach, I think, Mike, in all honesty, uh-huh. I think that the best move that they did in the offseason was hiring this guy, McDaniel. That, that I think, is the best move out of all of them. It may turn. It may turn out to be. I mean, we, you know, we weren't high, high on Greer, but I mean, uh, Flores, but uh, we were disappointed when he was fired. Oh, of course, because you know he took this team from being probably the worst in the NFL that one season, and becoming a. You know, listen, the defense they put together has been outstanding. It really has. The last couple of years, you know, they they've put themselves in a great position. You know, the offense, they've, they've struggled. The offensive line has been horrible. You know, yep. Tua, Tua hasn't played as well as I, I feel, you know, he, you know, for one reason or another, he hasn't played up to that level, you know, as a top five pick. Um, you know, so on the offensive side, you know, they haven't addressed the running back position through the draft. So they're, they're, they wanted to, that was, that was brought up in that interview. I told you they, they, uh. You know, uh, um, McDaniel said he remained composed, and I think uh, Greer said he fell out of his chair. So, yeah, well, I mean, that was a funny exchange. But one of the guys they had targeted, I think, was taken just before they were picked. Right. I'm not. I'm not talking about just the season, Mike. I'm talking about over the last few years. So, and it has come back to hurt us to some extent. So, you know. Like, you know, I'll give Greer a lot of credit. You know, they got players in here now that, you know, that I'm very, very happy with. Um, The Tyree Kill trade, you know, you can't say enough about it right now. You know, it looks like a fantastic trade. But again, you know, we have to see how things develop over the course of the year before we go crazy. Because, um, you know, I felt that Fuller was a great signing last year. Of course. Things happened, but that's not Greer's fault. I don't blame that on Greer. No. He he had no way of knowing, you know? Right, right. So, you know, you got to be fair in your evaluations. And I I think that, you know, we just wanted to pump the brakes on on bashing him because maybe we shouldn't be, and we need to see. Yep. So that's how I I feel about that. And I just wanted to, to air that publicly because we were down on him pretty heavy for a while, and we may end up back there, but we may not. So we'll see. We shall see. Absolutely. You know, we'll see as, as the season gets closer and we start playing football games, you know, we'll see where we're at right now. You know, on paper, we look fantastic. We really do. I mean, the defense, you know, bringing the guys back was majorly important, you know, uh, getting X-Man signed and, you know, bringing Gasicki back, you know, all of those things to me were, were, were the start of good things. Yes. And then, you know, bringing in some of these other players was, you know, was a major plus as well. So I think the foundation and keeping the foundation there and not taking pieces of the puzzle away was, was a real important factor in, you know, in, in, in what they were going to do going forward. You know, the fact that teams wanted to come here and play for McDaniel was, was positive yeah. as well. The players, yeah. I should say. Yeah. You know, coming here and wanting to play for us was was it was a was a key thing because when yeah. you have a first year head coach, and right. this this is the reason why I'm saying that was probably the best thing they did. You know, you have guys that were talking about going elsewhere, like Armstead and people like that. They wound up coming here to Miami, 
and I think it had a lot to do with the with the hiring of McDaniel. So, you know, again, that goes back to my comment in regard to I think that was the best thing they did in the offseason. Yeah. Above everything else. Look, you like when you look at your team and you see a plan. And mm-hmm. the plan may or may not work, but at least you see a plan. You're not scratching your head saying, what the hell are they doing? Mm-hmm. You know? And we've spent a lot of years like that. And at least we see what's going on and can see that there is a possibility this is going to work. Yes, absolutely. And that's all you can ask for as a fan, you know? Yep. So They've, they've got very, very good players across the board right now. I mean, the offense, you know, they stay healthy. You know, they have playmakers. You yeah, know, that's, a, that's backs, a whole other question, right? You know, can they yeah. stay healthy? That's that's key. That's yeah. an absolute key. So, anyway. but that goes for Buffalo and the Jets and the New England Patriots and everybody else. So, absolutely. Yeah. Let's just hope we stay healthier than they do. All right. Uh, I didn't mean to wish injury on anybody, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um. So w- with that, uh, I guess we'll be back next week, and uh, uh, we'll have Daniel back. I hope. And uh, he had a good time at the draft. In case people are wondering. And uh, that's about all I got, Lewis. Anything you want to add? No, I'm good. I'm good. good. All right. Well, thanks for joining me. I know this has been a longer show. Very welcome. And you had to sit there and listen to my mumbling. But uh, thanks. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Until then, fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin podcast network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care. Podcast Network.